Working Group meeting, which, as you know, is broadcast uh, live. Uh, item one, apologies for absence. Uh, Councillor Harris. And Councillor Dean. And Councillor Dean. I know Councillor Davis has been on holiday, whether he's returned. I haven't heard from him. Okay, so we better put down Councillor because he did uh, say that he was on holiday for some time. Declarations of interest. Um, as an Essex County Council Chairman, Council Law Chairman. No other declarations. Thank you. Item two, minutes of the meeting held on the 23rd of uh, August. Uh, are they a true record? I'm not seeing any shaking heads, so I'll take that it's a true record. Thank you. Matters arising, item three, um, PP1617. 181920 21 22 23 and then um, minute PP19 is Councillor Lodge yeah, thank you uh, Mr Chair I'm not quite sure it's exactly the relevant point but on the local plan table um, We've got the air quality report and plan coming to the Cabinet. I wonder when that was coming to, a, to, uh, to PPWG, because that should be informing a lot of what we do. It will be coming to PPWG. Do we know precisely which meeting? No, sorry, Chairman, no, I don't. But we'll let you know. We'll email the, the committee which meeting it will come to. Okay. Um, then minute PP19 is, is Councillor Lodge's letter, which is the next item on the agenda. So are you content with matters arising? Is there anything else? Um, oh, because, yeah, sorry. sorry, this is item four on the agenda, isn't it? Yeah. So at, at, at this point, no, just to say there's been amazing problems with the document. Uh, and there's serious incompatibilities between Microsoft uh, Word as it's implemented on uh, most machines and the Apple machine. So um, I think we've, we've all got a, what is probably a good printout of that now, which um, Maggie kindly sorted out today. So we've got that when it comes to the actual point in the agenda. Which I think is now. If uh, there's no other... The minutes will be duly signed. Um, and uh, we now move on to item four, letter from Councillor Lodge regarding the distribution strategy. Um, for those who don't have a copy in front of them, um, do we have any spare copies? We could dot them around those in the audience if we have any spare copies. You're welcome to have a look. One, okay. Okay. If you want to have a look, uh, look over somebody's shoulder on that. So, um, just as far as the, this letter is concerned, uh, Councillor Lodge wrote to me uh, on a number of matters, and we'll come on to those in just a moment. Um, the, um, the council responded to uh, Councillor Lodge's letter. That's in the red type. Uh, the original letter is in the black type, uh, and then. Councillor Lodge responded to my response, and that is in the blue type. So there are three iterations of this letter, and we're about to have a fourth. Um, so you wish to raise your letter at the meeting, Councillor Lodge, uh, so maybe it's appropriate that you start this dialogue. Yes, we'll do. So the, the, the first question really um, is about... Um, getting suitable evidence together before we start doing the spatial strategy. Um, and uh, I think, as we all, all know, there, were, there, were, there was an attempt to, to send out specific numbers, particularly to, uh, to town and, and parish councils. Um, and the feeling that I have is that that was far too prescriptive at this stage without the evidence being produced. So how did we get 750 for 
Dunmo, how do we get 750 for Saffron Walden? And so that, that was my, my point there. And if I can just make an overall comment on this, which will pertain to many of the points that I come to, is that we aren't taking the time to do it. There isn't the time to do the process properly. So that is my fundamental point, and this is just one manifestation of it. Okay, well, I'm going to uh, kick off, and then I'll ask Mr. Fox to um, follow that up. Chairman, can I just ask, for a point of clarity, are we going to take 20 minutes on every single heading that Councillor Lodge has put forward? No, we're he not. He has had a response, and he's had a chance to respond again, and I do feel that it would be more appropriate, if he feels he needs a response, a further response, that he indicates so, because we cannot spend... Um, we have about 15 of these headings. Um, there has been a response, which I think was very comprehensive, so allowing an individual to, um, you know, however worthy all his points are, I do think there has to be a time limit on how much time we spend responding individually, verbally, Why? to each of these. Because the process must carry on, Councillor Lodge, and uh, you've had a response to your letter. Um, you've then um, come back and we've given you the grace to be able to raise it at today's meeting which is unusual, bluntly um, so I take Councillor Barker's point, however there are four. we're certainly not going to go through each point uh, there are four or five key points in this and uh, it, it, Mr Fox and I will respond to each of those so the first one is about the spatial strategy and I think we absolutely have to remind ourselves uh, that when we took this through council, um, we did indicate that as well as going for a new settlement, there would be dispersal. And the reason for that uh, is that if we don't, uh, that we don't end up with a five-year land supply. And I think it's worth reminding ourselves how very important that five-year land supply was in the last two appeals. Uh, the inspector mentioned it repeatedly that we had a five-year land supply. So it would be, it would be totally irresponsible of this council and this, and this working group if we didn't maintain a five-year land supply. So there has to be dispersal, and officers have balanced that between the type 1, type 2 villages uh, and the two main towns. Um, and as, as a consequence of that, we wrote to those, uh, uh, all those uh, town and parish councils, and that's been a very, very helpful exercise. Um, we've had some very positive responses, um, and I feel that that is about community engagement. Um, that was... Uh, the first point, just sorry, what, your, your second point in this category before I pass to Mr. Fox. So what do you mean by the category? You mean on this question? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just coming back onto that. You, oh, we have sorry, to have a balance. I remembered. But, in terms but we're doing, where the, my point is, where's the evidence for this? Uh, uh, Mr. Fox will come on to that point. But um, in terms of consideration of each of the points, We've got our project plan there. I mean, you know what's happened so far, and at home, presumably, you've got the evidence, which is now very considerable, and you will have read each piece of that evidence in considerable detail, uh, and we've had the opportunity to, uh, to, to uh, challenge the consultants when they've been in, presenting each aspect of the plan, uh, and we'll continue to do that, uh, although we're nearly at the end of that process. We've got the retail study tonight, as you know. So I don't agree. Uh, we, are, we are systematically going through this, putting the evidence together. It's like a jigsaw. Uh, there are one or two pieces still to put into place, but by the time we submit our plan next March, every one of those pieces will be in place. Mr Fox. Yes, just, just to pick up um, excuse me, that line, Chairman, yes, not, not all the pieces of the jigsaw are in place yet, but we're very nearly there, I think, in summary. Um, uh, Councillor Lodge, I know, refers to excuse me, um, a water cycle study uh, and an infrastructure delivery plan, both of those are in train. Um, so we are undertaking those chunks of work, uh, Chairman. Um, I do intend to reply in full to Councillor Lodge and I will pick up, cover up, cover off all the issues that he raises, particularly uh, the indicative numbers and I stress the word indicative numbers and how they were derived. The work we're doing on sustainability appraisal, which has been commissioned, uh, and when the allocations will be determined by this group. So I think, I just concur with you, Chairman, yes, the, the evidence is nearly all there, but we're not making any decisions on allocations until the evidence is there, I think I would say in summary. Okay. Do you want to say any more tonight on, because uh, I, don't, I don't think there's much argument about the uh, 40 to 70 in type 1 villages. Um, do you want to say any more about the greater amount in the two large towns? Yeah, I think, Chairman, uh, 
a 60-30-10 a 60, split, which is what essentially those numbers are, is a reasonable way to progress 2,800 in new settlement during the lifetime of the plan. Sounds about the right, the right number. And then uh, dividing up the rest, there's the two main towns. Both of those need a quantum of development to keep them sustainable. Uh, and then that leaves us with the village chairman. It's, 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 it's never an exact science, uh, but there is logic and reason behind it. And I'll, I'm quite happy to put that out um, in my letter, Chairman. Okay, thank you. Your next point, Ms. Councillor Lodge. Sorry, I'm wondering how we're going to progress this now. I think Mr. Fox is going to uh, write back in it and address the points. Um, just, and I think probably uh, that is a, a good way to, uh, to go so that Councillor Barker can get her beauty sleep tonight. Um, but I think I'd like to come on just, just a couple of specific points. We say that uh, we, we're getting the evidence, there's the 750 which uh, have been guessed at, and I have to say it's a guess, that we, we've, see, we've seen no evidence, we've seen no, almost no alternatives to it. So I, I, I really have to disagree that there is not the science behind it that we expect. But particularly on, uh, it's an area which is, which is my own territory, and we always look at our own territories, but uh, to get um, 750 into, uh, into, into Saffron and particularly, we have to address the traffic issues. Now, we saw a traffic plan last week of which there is almost no measure of, of Saffron Walden. I think the admission was that the consultants did no work on the specific travel issue, transport issues inside of Saffron Walden. So that is one major area which, which really stops us from saying that 750 is in any way reasonable, scientific or workable. So a very specific point I would, I would like to make at this point. And obviously we'll get that minuted and uh, I think that's important. Yeah, and we can also <laughs> minute that... Uh, uh, you and I agree on one point uh, that we do need a link road from Radwinter well you may not think we need a link road but if we do not have a link road um, then clearly uh, that does put in jeopardy any development uh, on the east side and we may have to look elsewhere for any homes if that's indeed where officers are proposing that they go because we, we understand your point that there does need to be a highway plan uh, and that is, a, that is a key piece of that jigsaw. I would suggest that uh, you reflect on A, the number of um, people on the housing waiting list for affordable houses in Saffron Walden, which is considerable. Uh, I would also suggest that you look at the percentage increase that many of the uh, other communities in Uttlesford have taken. Uh, your colleague to your right has taken a far greater percentage than Saffron Walden has in in terms of extra housing, Dumbo obviously very much more. Um, so uh, Saffron Walden is not being overburdened pro rata. Um, but anyway, I, I think in conclusion, uh, uh, Mr. Fox will respond in detail to your first point. Sorry, just to, to respond to your point there. Um, which is something of a non sequitur in many ways, but I will agree with you that we need uh, a hell of a lot of affordable houses in Saffron Walden. I totally agree with you. I understand the housing list. There is no issue with that. But we have to build sustainable houses. And to do that, we have to have a traffic plan. I've got to take a uh, complete task with you as far as the link road. Yes, absolutely, Saffron Walden needs a link road. But what it certainly does not need is the link road which has been proposed. So I completely disagree with you there. And I have taken you through uh, an alternative. I've also taken Mr. Fox through an alternative, which just to, it needs one more minute on that point. The, the traffic problem we have in Saffron Walden is the traffic needs to get from east to west and vice versa, because there's a lot of traffic in the, so a lot of homes in the east of town. Um, and the, the, the suggestion is maybe we build more over there. Uh, then every, every um, facility in Saffron Walden is in the west of town. The school is there, the station is there, the access to the main roads are there. And so absolute logic here says then we don't need a north-south bypass, we need an east-west bypass. So complete, I completely disagree with you. The proposed uh, link road serves very little purpose. 
I don't want to prolong this too long, uh, but as well as having the golf course and the school, it also has the conservation areas uh, and land owned uh, by people who aren't prepared to release it. So there is a problem, and we won't go into detail, Councillor Lodge, tonight, but I think you would admit that your scheme is fine until it gets to Deblin Road when it finishes. So if there was a magic solution to this, no, everybody has got open eyes. We, you know, we will be absolutely uh, as supportive and flexible as we can to find a solution to this query. It, it, it's not about being awkward. It's about recognising that homes have to go somewhere. Um, and uh, I think it'd be good if uh, if your group thought along those lines as well. Okay, your next next. We point. absolutely think along those lines, and we agree with you. They have to go somewhere, but they have to go in a place that's workable and sustainable. But you haven't come up with anywhere yet. Your next point. I think we'll go, go, go to the last point then, I think, in, in view of the time, which is particularly on, and, and right, right at the end there, and that is on the, the timetable for the plan. Uh, I think I open by saying this, that um, we, uh, we, we're, not, we're not going through the process rigorously enough and thoroughly enough, and we may, we're, we're in danger of making decisions without have, having the evidence before us. Um, I specifically note that Braintree have delayed their submission date, and I understand it's probably of the order of two months maybe officers will know more about that if they're doing it why can't we again i'll ask officers to uh, to add to my comments uh, and it's uh, it, it does look as though brain tree extending um, uh, however the the three other districts in our duty to cooperate are very clear that they need to land it by the end of march um, they they intend to do that and they've also been given a very clear steer by uh, DCLG officers. Um, Braintree might be mitigated because uh, of the discussion about three um, garden uh, settlement uh, along uh, either within or on the edges of their boundary. And uh, the other point is they could well be taking a big risk. Um, we've had very, you know, we're worried about Uttlesford and we've had a very clear steer. Mr. Fox, anything to add? Mm. Oh. Cool. Uh, Mr. Glenday will speak on this one. Excuse me, thank you, Chair. I, th I think you basically covered the point. I mean, just to reiterate that I did actually meet with officers at CLG in September. Um, we set out the, the programme that we had, and CLG officers made it very clear that it was very much in Uttlesford's interest to stick to the local development scheme target that we had. The, you know, obviously, you know, the, the council can make a decision. It's for members to, to take a decision and change the programme, but there are risks attached to that. There's a risk of intervention from CLG. Um, there's also a risk to new homes bonus. I can't be specific about what they actually are, but I'm very conscious that if we have a risk, why take the risk if we can still deliver? Because I, th I think we can still deliver. It's, it's a tight programme, I, I accept that, but I think we can still deliver on the programme. So as far as I'm concerned, I'd like us to drive forward with that. Okay. And we'll circulate uh, your response to all members. Yes, I'll make sure it's attached to the minutes, Chairman. Okay, thank you. Item five, uh, feedback from the member workshop. I think Mr. Glenday is doing that. <coughs> thank you, Chair. Um, on the 7th of September, we had the second uh, members workshop. We had one originally on the 28th of June, and we had this one last week. Um, basically, what the purpose of the workshop was just to brief members on the evidence that we have so far on the local plan. The idea being that obviously over the next few weeks and months there's going to be some interesting and difficult decisions for members to make and we just want to make sure that members are being fed the information as it comes forward. So the, the, the point of the session last week was to update members on the, on the information that we had on the local plan. Um, the, the, the purpose of the workshop was not to make any decisions. It was about informing and bringing people up to, up to speed with what the, what the evidence base was showing us. In short, the agenda for it, we started off, we had our transport consultants giving an update on the transport study. Um, Alan's going to give a little uh, update on that for PPWG tonight. We also had some feedback from the consultation letter we sent out to the parish and town councils regarding the site allocations, the proposed site allocations, so there was a feedback on some of that. We then had a facilitated breakout session where members considered the, the evidence that had been put forward to them. They talked about the transport study, talked about some sort of strength, weakness, opportunity threat, a SWOT analysis we call it, uh, of the potential settlement sites. And again, that was just to 
for members basically to get their heads around the various pros and cons and uh, th threats and weaknesses around each of those. Um, we then had a Q&A feedback session at the end of that, which helped officers gauge the sort of feeling and you know what, what the concerns and issues that members had, um, and some of the points that they wanted clarified. So we are there are some questions that we weren't able to answer on the night, and we will be actually circulating a response to those questions. We also give a, a quick update on the next stages of the, the local plan as well. It's worth just also mentioning that we did give a quick update on some of the issues that have already been established. So it's probably worth picking that up tonight. As I said earlier, we, I, I did actually clarify that we had met with CLG. Um, and again, just to reiterate, CLG did stress that you know, it was important for us to stick to our local development scheme if, you know, if, if it, was, it was in our interest to do so. Um, members were also just reminded of the 26th of July full council decision where it was recommended that a hybrid option of settlement or settlements and towns and villages in terms of the spatial strategy, that's where the dispersal would take place. So it was just to reiterate those points. And it's probably worth also updating um, PPWG on the issue of the appeals that we've been waiting for for I think almost two years now, one at Elsinham and one la uh, land west of Great Dunmo. Just for members' information and you know, the public's information, both appeals were refused planning permission, so we had the refusal from the Secretary of State. But it was worth just the, picking up on the fact that not only they were refused, but the, the inspector and the Secretary of State made some interesting points in terms of some of the local plan, plan issues that we've got. Um, things like, you know, we, our objectively assessed need for housing was accepted by the Secretary of State. That was, that was seen to be perfectly reasonable. There obviously, through the inquiry process, had been accusations that we weren't delivering on housing. And again, the Secretary of State looked at the evidence and agreed that we actually were a performing council in delivering new homes. <clears throat> and the Secretary of State also concluded that we can demonstrate the five-year land supply. So I think that was, it's what, you know, obviously the, the appeal decisions came forward, but some of the statements within the inspector's report and the Secretary of State's report were actually very helpful and from my point of view um, helps endorse a lot of the evidence base that we're actually going forward with in terms of the housing figures as well. So I think it's actually important for members to bear that in mind. Um, I think that's everything. That's very helpful. Any um, questions, comments on Mr Glender, Councillor Lodge? Thank you, Chair. I think that... Um, the workshop was, was very useful and uh, the inter in interesting um, ideas came from it and there was, there was as you'll be aware, there was something of a consensus of a, of a broad way forward. I just wondered when we will see a progression of, uh, of that consensus really and, and then how the, the information that we were given, how that then feeds back into the PPWG. I think our next one is, uh, is a month away, isn't it? Yeah. So that, that, that's a long time from, from that workshop and uh, I think members would like to know really what's, what's going on from that uh, before, before we wait five or six weeks from, from the workshop. Before you, yeah, in just a moment. Um, as um, Mr. Glenday stressed, there were no votes taken uh, at the workshop and clearly... Um, officers continue to present the evidence and we have said from the beginning of the process that this must be an evidence-led process. The decisions must be based on the best available planning evidence that there is. So I don't think we should be jumping to any conclusions uh, at this stage and I'm sure you're not suggesting that we are. Um, and, and I think that's one of the reasons why, uh, before our next session, which is also is a PP, uh, planning policy working group um, workshop, will be our will be our next session. But in the meantime, obviously we've got the three um, presenta presentations um, across the district, where you may want to say a bit about this as well. What you intend to show around the district in terms of, again, trying to um, show those that attend um, the thinking so far and a little bit of the, um, of the SWOT analysis. Um, and um, because at the next PPWG, we will want to be starting to take all the evidence into account and to start to sort of shape some kind of thought. I don't think I've got anything I can add to that, Chairman. It's a good summary. Um, the, you, you're right, there is, a, there is a session on the 11th of October, and that's where we will be, and that's obviously less than a month away now, where we will be looking to draw some of all those strands together and get to some fairly firm conclusions, Chairman. 
Gendy. <clears throat> Sorry again, Chairman, just to add, I mean, you, you mentioned the exhibitions there. It's probably worth flagging the exhibitions. Now, I was going to raise it under AOB, but just as a reminder, we do have three exhibitions scheduled one for tomorrow night, one for the 20th, and one for the 28th. So tomorrow night is in here, the 20th is in Dunmore, and the 28th is in Stansted. So hopefully everyone's got the information on that. Again, it's just it's important to reiterate that there have, no decisions have been made yet. The, the purpose of those exhibitions is a similar a similar process that we're going through that we did with the members at the workshop. It's again, again about gauging local people, bringing people up to speed with where we're at in terms of the local plan process, sharing in some of the evidence that we've got coming forward, and also trying to help them when it comes to the formal consultation in November, rather than just presenting something in November. The idea is to sort of drip feed so that information comes through. They can ask questions about certain elements of it, and then you know, if, if we can't answer on the night again, we'll be able to pick those sort of points up. So it's important that um, that the, the process is, it's, it, the exhibitions are not actually formal consultation in that stage. This is a, an informal consultation um, that we are, we're offering members of the public. And I think it's maybe worth you know, just staying at this stage that in terms of members attending, I think it's worth, in my role, highlighting the fact that it's important that members don't seem to be predetermining any decisions either because obviously as Richard said you've not had all the information yet um, we don't want to risk any accusations of unsoundness or anything further down the line in terms of the plan so it's actually important that members bear that in mind when if they do come along to the exhibitions that they're not sort of giving you know any views forward that may be inappropriate given that they haven't had all the information yet officers will be giving a, a short uh, sort of guidance note for members I'll, I'll be circulating that tomorrow just on the, on the exhibition, just to be clear that you know, you know what, the, what the what the purpose of the exhibitions actually are. So it's what, it is worth bearing that in mind because obviously we don't want to be seen to have predetermined anything before the, the final decision is actually made at full council in November. Okay. Any other points, questions, yeah. Councillor Mills? Yes, Chairman. The only thing I'd like to say is that I hope, following on from Councillor Lodge's point, that we don't go into the meeting on the 11th and be presented with everything as a fait accompli. I'd like to hope that at that stage we're at least going to have some sort of discussion and everything's on the table but no decision has been made. And that's very clear as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Absolutely. Members in the end will make the decision. They will make that on November the 8th. We're not a binding body. I mean, we can make a recommendation, but we're not a binding body. Um, but I stress again, our recommendation, and on the 8th of November, members' decision, absolutely should be based on the direction of the evidence. Otherwise, we will have tripped up at the very last minute if we don't do that. Uh, because all the way along, we have listened to the evidence, we have shaped the programme uh, around evidence, what is right in terms of uh, planning, um, obviously the law, but in, also in terms of um, what is right from a planning perspective. So, um, yeah, within that context, yeah, no, no, no. I don't, I, I'm sure the evidence might point in a certain direction, that is possible, but that's different from... Um, a decision. Councillor Lachlan. Thank you. Well, I just have some concerns on November the 8th that we have all sat here over many months listening to all the evidence, which other members of this council who will be asked to make a decision haven't. And if it was a court of law, it would probably be thrown out. And I don't think that is uh, uh, really quite the right thing to do. I know it is the thing that has to happen, but I think there will be concerns, and I think big concerns about the general public thinking that as well, because um, have they read all the transport studies, do they know everything, and yet they will be expected to make a decision, and I don't think that's actually the right thing to do. Well, obviously, everybody's got the opportunity to read everything, as you'll appreciate. It's all in the public domain. It's all on the um, Uttlesford website. Whether um, everybody has read it is a fair question. Um, and inevitably, um, there'll be those who uh, won't have digested everything. I think uh, that's uh, probably true in most instances. But the pur purpose of the workshop um, was obviously to take members through uh, the evidence as it's currently been presented. So I think that was a very useful part of the, part of the process.
Councillor Barker. I would add, Chairman, that I, in some ways I agree with, with Councillor Loughlin, and it is a pity we have no spare members here tonight. And it's also, we have a few parish councillors, which is great. Um, but I would ask everybody to try to ask their members for the workshop on the 11th of October, where things start getting very serious, that they actually do ask their members to attend. Um, and I'm sure that your group, just as our group, has group meetings, and at those group meetings, our members are regularly updated on where we are with the local plan. So if they're not able to attend here, they are kept up to speed. And, of course, your group or any group can ask the officers for a briefing for your group at any point in time. Well, there's only six of us. Two of us are on this committee, so it's only four that we have to persuade. I think you'll find that you have more work to do than we do. Quite probably. Um, I, I think you, you, you have raised a fair point, and just in conversation with Mr. Glendy, I think what we would do is to uh, encourage all councillors to come to the PPWG workshop uh, in October and really encourage them, and I, I suggest that uh, your six and through Councillor Lodge, uh, his members, and I will do the same, because I think there there will be a very detailed analysis of the evidence, and I think that would be very useful in preparation for their vote. I think you, you raise a good point. Thank you. Anything else? Right. Um, we now move on to a verbal report on the transport study, item six. Thank you, Chair. I'll be quite brief. Uh, the Council's transport consultants, White, Young, Green, gave a thorough presentation on the current position of the transport study. That is a strategic level study with further detailed work, including that on Saffron Walden, to follow. In brief, the, study, the uh, purpose of the study is to assist the preparation of the Ottlesford District Plan to address the inspector's comments in relation to transport matters on the withdrawn plan, and obviously that is really the nub of the issue, and to examine the likely transport implications of alternative options for, spatial, for the spatial distribution of, of development. I won't go into any further detail, but I think it's, make, it's worth making one important point by having this strategic level study, we put in place a piece of work which wasn't there last time. This is the piece of work that the County Council and Highways England have asked us to produce. It is now in place. It isn't complete yet, and there is further work to come, but it's being prepared in accordance with their guidance and best practice. Thank you. And I think indeed uh, that study did uh, indicate the unsuitability of, of, of some of the sites. We don't need to go into any further detail tonight, but so it, it, it is, it, it's, it's working. Any other comments or Councillor Lodge? Thank you, Chair. Um, should, should, can we not see the actual document itself or have I missed it somewhere? As I said, it's um, the, the actual document isn't complete yet. It'll be presented to the working group when it's complete. Um, obviously, there was a presentation on the night. Um, so I think it's a perfectly legitimate request that we are given copies of what they've got so far. Recognising, you know, it's perfectly legitimate to put a you know covering note around that that uh, there's still work, and I think we all understand that. Um, but it's you know it's all part of the ability to uh, take on and consume as we go along. So I would like to make that happen, unless somebody gives me a compelling reason why it can't. Yeah, Chairman, it, 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 it is nearly there. It is nearly complete. Um, I would stress, though, it, it would have to be caveated and come with a health 
with, that, with, a, with a strong health warning because at the moment we're still going through together with the County Council and Highways England to make sure that we, we are satisfied with the conclusions. So, so you know, with, with that strong caveat, I don't see any reason... No, I'm sure Mr uh, Councillor Lodge is quite happy with the caveat. Um, and uh, we'll all you know, sensibly take that into account, but we'll give you till the end of the week, okay, or the consultants to get something out. Is that all right? I think we'll need to consult with our consultants because no, the other, our neighbouring neighbouring planning authorities haven't seen it yet, and also Cambridgeshire County Council and Hertfordshire County Council haven't seen it yet either. We're splitting hairs. There was a public presentation. It's in the, not the public domain, obviously, but in the councillor domain. So all we're doing is asking, and, and we can caveat that it goes no further. That's a perfectly further legitimate caveat. Um, okay, you'll take it away. Do your best. Councillor Parry. Um, can I ask why it's more important for our neighbouring um, districts to see it than us? You said they haven't seen it yet, as if you, you implied that they need they to are, see it before we do. They are transport authorities in the same way that Essex County Council are transport authorities. Essex County Council have seen it because they're involved in the preparation of it, as has Highways England, but Hertfordshire County Council and Cambridgeshire County Council have not. Do they have any input into it? They have, as, as was described at the, uh, at the workshop, but obviously we will have to consult with them. Okay. In that case, will the, will the project plan be um, adjusted because according to the little white triangle here, it was supposed to be presented to us tonight and I'm hoping that this will be kept up to date. And that was known before this meeting. Yeah, well, you've heard, you've heard my comments, so uh, we'll, you will get something by the end of the week. Okay. Chairman. Councillor Oliver. I'm confused. At, the, at this presentation we were all given a copy of the paper of the, of the paper we all went away with it at, at, the, at the workshop it wasn't well it wasn't complete but it, as we said it, it, we were all given the copy then and, that, and how many of us were at that workshop the great bulk of us were there so the great bulk have already got what you're proposing to send out I carry papers we have this, which, is, which, is a, which is a summary of the report. I think it's fair enough to say, Mr Chairman, the uh, lever arch that he waved in front of us was actually the report, so there was some 500, 600 pages to it. So there was a pricey that we received, which I think was sufficient at that stage. Um, the question I'd like to ask is, what date are they working to to actually complete this? Well, as I said, the critical thing is to consult the relevant authorities. If there'll be a fairly tight time turnaround on that. But if we don't do that, then we will fail duty to cooperate. And of course, we're talking about key transport authorities here, so that they need their input as well. So I guess the question, Councillor Lodge, is do you want the 500 pages? Absolutely. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll take that away. Okay. Right. Um, anything else on the transport study? Councillor Lodge. Uh, thanks, yes. In fact, the, the, the saffron walden bit, which uh, we know is missing, and we say that that's, that's coming along. So que question one is, uh, is the timescale on it? I presume that's part of the, the overall plan. You're saying uh, in some days' time the saffron walden bit's coming. I was concerned, though, that talking to uh, a fairly senior person in, uh, um, in Essex Highways, who I will, I will not name, um, his view was that uh, it's the same as we did two years ago. Um, could, you, could you reassure me that that isn't the case also? Well, we didn't have such a piece of work in place at that time, so it can't be the same. I think Councillor Lodge is referring to the Essex suggestion if there was a uh, link road in place, uh, what the options might be, are you? Yes, yes. Well, yeah. it was, uh, there was a report produced around about 
2014, and I'm, I was sort of minded that as the, um, uh, the Secretary of State or the in Inspector described the, uh, the Elsenham traffic plan as shambolic, our, our thoughts were that it wasn't as good as that. And I think we've already um, had the discussion that as and when we look at the detail of the towns, it's not just about Saffron Walden, it's about the other towns as well, um, that clearly we would want to do that with the local town parish councils, because I think it's right that um, if we need to find resolution, I mean, we need to find resolution, as you and I know, because we sit on the same committee, to Saffron Walden, whether another single house is built. So um, I think that's ongoing work, and I would want that to be all-inclusive with, obviously, Essex Highways, who are the legitimate authority, but with the other key partners as well. Yes, so just, just a final point on that. There will be obviously a, a detailed update of, of, this, of, a, of a Saffron Walden strategy, which may or may not be related to the work that Essex County, did, Essex County Council did last time, but there will be a serious updated strategy, and it won't be too far away. I'm putting words in your mouth. Is that a yes? Yes, there will. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Thank you. Right, we now come on to the retail study, which isn't quite 500 pages, but it is a hundred and something. Um, and I know you've all read it from front to back, because that's the way we should behave. Um, however, who is going to... Thank you very much. Thank you. An update to the 2014 retail study is required to ensure the latest information is available to inform decisions that impact on retail centres and ensure a town centre first compliance approach with national policy. Just to summarise, some of the new features of the update include a new household survey of shopping behaviour replacing the one that was out of date, an enlarged study area to cover relevant impacts of larger, larger centres outside the district and also more individual study zones to identify the severe spheres of influence of different centres. The report summarises the contents of the study and I'll leave it at that. Right, thank you very much. And I think um, for... Uh the, um, the relevant uh, pages are around uh, 70. There is an executive summary as well. There is. At the front and at the back. And at the back. Well, it's the one at the back, yeah. actually, that is, uh, is particularly uh, easier to read. And um, it's on page 91, those of you who have it in hard copy. It's item 8, conclusions and recommendations, for those of you looking on screen. Um, and um, I, I think the key point here is that, um, obviously, over time, um, they, they, they look particularly at the, the, the four centres of Saffron Ward and Dunmo, uh, Stansted and Takeley. Um, and uh, I think the suggestion that Stansted and Takeley, there will be some uh, modest growth, but they look, the, 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 the key um, uh, focus is on, on those two towns. And they describe it as um, convenient shopping, um, which is, uh, as, as it implies, and there's a... There's a indication of what convenient shopping is on page 97. Convenience retailing is the provision of everyday essential items including food, drinks, newspapers, magazines and confectionery and they compare that with comparison shopping. Now as a retailer of a very long time um, comparison, my, uh, I, I used to do comparative shopping but that was to see what the prices were of the competitors. The definition of comparative shopping here is comparison retailing is the provision of items not obtained on a frequent basis. This, that was a new one on me. Um, uh, these include clothing, footwear, household and recreational goods. And, and, and they do, uh, obviously in the report, split the difference between convenience and comparison. Um, and my understanding, if I've read it correctly, is that over time, both Saffron Walden and uh, Dunmo will require some further convenience provision. Um, and uh, Saffron Walden probably the, um, uh, the comparative provision as well, but Dunmo seemingly less so. Is that a fair summary? Yes, that's reasonable. Um, and um, so yeah, I, I think 
to a certain extent there's a degree of logic around this in terms of over time uh, with increased population uh, there will be a requirement for greater choice and, uh, and greater capacity. Um, colleagues, any thoughts and comments on this uh, study? Councillor Lodge. Sorry, it's me again. Um, I wonder what the assumptions were on, on population growth, particularly obviously between the, the two main shopping centres, Saffron Walden and Dunmore. I think they, they assumed similar growth rates, or were they the growth rates as you have estimated in, the, uh, in that draft spatial distribution? Yes, the, um, they're slightly amended, but they are essentially those, yeah. So, so I think you, you saw the, the growth in requirements is about the same, didn't you? The, the, the re cent town centre retail space between the two towns. It's similar, yes. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I think um, it's maybe a bit on, bit on the crude side, uh, obviously, uh, and, I'm, and I'm concerned that this doesn't become a tick box exercise. Uh, yes, we've, we've done a retail study. And I wonder what we're actually going to do about it and what we're going to do with it. And I recall from quite a few years ago, probably before I got into uh, politics, the Ottlesford um, commissioned a couple of retail studies for Saffron Walden our chairman is nodding that he remembers them, uh, which were dependent upon a lot of things happening. For example, the, the fire station and the laundry decide to move out of town. Um, that, that was one study which, which mentioned you, you potentially useful retail space, and particularly with, uh, with getting maybe people out of town who shouldn't be there. There was also a second one which extended from what was effectively Boots Car Park up to and including Emson Close. And both of those seemed to, to have merit, for, particularly for revitalising the, uh, the retail um, areas of town. And uh, if we're planning, we ought, we ought to be planning. We ought to be proactively planning. So um, is there anything we're going to see in the plan which might encourage this and which might even facilitate it? Well, through the chair, yeah. The, well, this encourages those um, allocations to be rolled forward, and uh, I believe that is the intention. Uh, they are, they are, they are encouraging further growth in Saffron Walden, um, and uh, and obviously uh, there is the, the, the um, outline planning permissions already been given for two or is it three further warehouse outlets on uh, the side alders. As you're aware, that um, the granite site has already got some, which is a slightly different to what you're talking about. But I think, again, this, this comes down to where we want to be working collectively with Saffron Warden Town Council, the town team, the relevant groups, because you've named, I think, all, you, you missed out Lime Court, but apart, you, you know, there are about four potential areas that could uh, increase. Um, retail capacity very attractively in Saffron Walden because they do, the report does talk about um, capacity within the town. It, it suggests that it does need to be within the town. So, you, you know, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be part of the local plan, I don't think, but it certainly has to be part of uh, the developing uh, neighbourhood plan that Saffron Walden are doing um, in terms of looking at that. One thing I would like you to refer back because having set my whole stall on empirical data. I'm now going to do something that's only got half the data in it. But I'm very, I noted with considerable interest what happened to um, footfall in Saffron Walden when Waitrose did its refurbishment. Now, two things happened at the same time, and it's difficult to um, split one from the other. Uh, you had the closure of a car park, but you also had virtually the closure of Waitrose. It, it stayed open, but it was a pretty tiny offer. And, uh, and as a consequence of those two things, and it's difficult to work out one from t'other, the uh, footfall crashed. Uh, and then it's reopened, the car park's reopened, and the footfall has gone back to the sort of levels. In fact, the footfall is slightly up, as far as we understand at the moment. It therefore begs the question that if you had two Waitroses, would you have even more footfall? 
And I, you know, I think we should be examining that kind of question because that might be material to the point that uh, Councillor Lodge is making in terms of, because you're talking about driving up footfall really, aren't you? And, and choice. Yes, very much so. I think probably the, the, there would be scope for a, a, a pro another larger operator, as you say, obviously not a, not a second Waitrose, but a, an, another one which might have been close to your heart would, would possibly be something that mm. Saffron Walden would welcome. So if we could put that back to, if, at least for their opinion on that, because well, I think... The study does already say that um, there's capacity for a small to, to medium-sized food store. But I think the thing to emphasise is that it needs to be in line with capacity. It's no good allocating something for which there's no demand. And planning inspectors will look for that in the plan. And if they see it, they'll just strike it out. Yeah. No, you're quite right. It's got to be evidence-based, as has absolutely everything to do with it. Uh, but I was pointing to a particular circumstance and wondered if there were there any further, because, as I say, it's partly evidence-based because the numbers were there, but I've actually put my own sort of thought process and conclusion on top of that, which mm. is a personal opinion, so it doesn't really, you know, it's not really worth a lot. But if we could sort of substantiate the point I'm making a little, I think it would be interesting. Mm. Uh, but otherwise, uh, absolutely. And the same goes for Dunmo as well in terms of working with uh, the local community there in terms of the, um, uh, the generation. But I think the, you know, Dunmo is an interesting subject. Again, again, I'm going slightly off-piste and giving you a subjective view, but I think Councillor Barker may support me that Saffron, uh, Dunmo uh, High Street um, six, seven years ago was really starting to struggle. Um, and it is now pretty vibrant. I understand the vacancies are down. They're not, there are some vacancies in Dunmo, slightly more than Saffron Warden, but um, uh, nevertheless, it is quite a vibrant high street. So it's a question, as, as written in here, in terms of how do we maintain that and keep it going, although there's not a suggestion uh, that we need quite as much, apart from the new convenience uh, shop in Dunmo or facility, maybe more than one shop, uh, as with Saffron. Yes, there's far less um, demand for comparison or non-food goods, yeah. whereas there is much more demand in Saffron Walden. I understand. Yeah, so I think that's some quite important uh, conclusions of the report. Councillor Oliver, sorry. Just muttering that the, the department store is closing. Indeed. And, and this will always happen. Um, some stores will close and other stores will come uh, and um, will take their place. The, at the moment, uh, in Saffron Walden, um, there are customers for new... If something becomes vacant, there's, there's a queue of people wanting them. The demand is high in Saffron Walden. What will happen to that? We shouldn't be speculating tonight, but um, yeah, I'm sure there'll a solution will be found. Okay, any more, um, any more questions on the uh, retail study, which is, a, which is a very interesting read, including all the bus timetables and uh, the other details at the back. No? So you've been asked to note that. Are you happy to note the retail study? Yeah, I'll just see a... I'm taking that as anonymous. Uh, sorry, not anonymous. <laughs> Unanimous. <laughs> Yeah, a unanimous decision. Thank you very much indeed. Okay, uh, that takes us to item 8, which is the draft local plan chapters. Thank you. Yes, Thanks thank very much indeed. Thanks for your presentation. Yes, thank you, Chairman. Um, yeah, this, this report um, effectively consolidates the work that we've done to date on the development management uh, policies. There's been a consideration uh, by the working group and two workshops of the policies and what uh, this, the appendix to this report does, Chairman, is essentially put everything together to date uh, to, uh, so, so one can sort of start to see the plan beginning to draw together. It's not finalised yet. There's some work to be done on the employment strategy, the retail strategy and the housing strategy, Chairman, but uh, what you see before you is essentially uh, the culmination of the work to date between members and officers. I would point out that there is one error in the appendix, uh, and there's, I think, the correct policy being circulated. It's RET2 on page 30 of your agenda. Um, the, it's a repetition of RET3 in the appendix, and the correct version um, was circulated, or I think has been circulated, Maggie. Um, 
yet around. Okay. Um, uh, as ever, Chairman, happy to try and pick up specific points now, um, or alternatively, colleagues and myself very happy to talk talk through uh, specific issues that any any individual member would have back in the office. So, um, yeah, happy to take any questions, Chairman. And I think you've had a couple of workshops on these emerging chapters as well. Are you planning another one, as, as there are even more chapters? Um, good question, Chairman. Yes, we, pro we probably will need to. But, yeah, good, good point. Give others an opportunity. Councillor Lodge. Yes, I was, I was about to make the same point. I've, I've got a number of items here which would... Uh, Severely impact Councillor Barker's uh, beauty sleep. So I, I would think uh, that. I think, uh, um, that is the second yeah, remark today. Yeah. I put up with two hours of it yesterday. I really do not like personal statements. I don't so think that's helpful, comments. Councillor Lodge. So can you, you can move on? <laughs> I will apologise about that. It was meant to be humorous, but uh, non nonetheless, I'll go on to say that probably it would be a, uh, a good idea to do it as a, as a workshop or or one to one even. Because I noticed that at the workshop with uh, with Mr. Bram, we. Um, uh, there was something which I thought we'd agreed on which sorry this is making a strange noise thought there was something we'd agreed on which is still still in draft form so probably better to do it in a separate uh, forum and uh, we'll we'll talk about that later perhaps yeah, sorry through you chairman yeah that's that, that's absolutely fine and I, and I think the main purpose uh, of this report tonight was to, to actually to demonstrate that that the, the work is being pulled together and the plan is beginning to to formulate chairman I think that's a sensible approach if there's anything particular tonight. I, I, I mean, I've got about three or four points like uh, Councillor Loz has because I, you know, I just need to understand a little bit more about uh, um, the taking out of the comments on climate change and how they fit back in and um, uh, also uh, the energy assessment for individual homes and the whole chunk is taken out on replacement dwellings in the countryside. But uh, I think uh, that should... Um, um, We'll take that offline in a workshop. We must make that, happen, that workshop happen because this, this detail is pretty crucial to the whole exercise. Yeah, so yes, there, there, there are a lot, lot of issues still around there, I think, so uh, I welcome that. Thank you. Is that everybody content with that approach? Okay. Um, I think that... And then we, that now we're looking at the project plan, which we now also have a copy of and the accompanying paperwork with that, because the project plan, which there is a large version in the corner of the desk there of the project plan, um, it, there's a commentary that runs alongside it, which you've also received, um, and uh, a risk register as well. So, does anybody wish to make comment about that? I think Councillor Parry's made one comment that uh, we've slipped on some of the... Yes, under today's date, there seems to be rather a lot, about nine reports we were supposed to be given tonight. Do you wish to? Which, which one? Sorry. So we're slipping. Which, which, sorry, which, I don't have it in front of me, actually. So um, there should, We should be getting um, additional evidence from promoters of garden cities. We should be getting sustainability appraisal, potential employment sites, health impact assessment, um, consultation oh, that's, that's different that's this week um, Braintree report general development principles whatever that is but all these things um, have a mark that they should be pre um, presented to the PPWG or that we should be getting the reports and we haven't Um, if I can just give you an update. Some of this, because we've had staff on holiday, we haven't managed to update all of this, and it went out before we'd updated it, so there were things that have slipped a little bit, but you know, it will just be slipping into next week, and it will come to the next meetings. The health impact assessment is included in the draft local plan chapters. Um, I don't know about the Garden City bit. I need to check on that. The Garden City one, I'll, I'll, I'm not sure exactly what that was, to be perfectly honest. But we'll, I'll pick that up and I'll... No, 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 I'm sure. I'm, I'm not denying it. It's not, in, it's not, it's not there. Um, it, but I'll, need, I'll need to check when I get back with it's probably colleagues big, in the office. There's a lot of stuff here that, yeah. that we've been told we should be receiving. And it just is alarming to me. 
that we're, we're, running, we're running so short of time now that every week we slip now is, is a bigger proportion of the whole process. Sorry, can I just come back on that again? We, did, we were intending to get this updated. We had a member of the team go off sick this afternoon, so we were hoping to bring you an updated one tonight. So hopefully by the end of the week we can show you where we are with it. It's not just updating the form, it's the actual report, and I would like it recorded in the minutes that I am concerned about slippage. So I think what you're referring to particularly, uh, Councillor Parry, is the additional evidence from promoters of garden cities, uh, the sustainability appraisal, uh, the, we've looked at potential employment sites previously, um, the health impact assessment, um, so the Braintree report we've looked at previously, development principles we've looked at. So um, there are uh, so it's those, it's those, the ones I've read out uh, that, um, so, I mean, obviously the, uh, the work with gardens, as you know, is, is ongoing, so I, I don't think we should be concerned about that, but I, I, I'm not diminishing the point you're making, and obviously all of these things have got to be uh, fitted in, but we know that that's ongoing work. We've already had a number of presentations on garden cities. Um, sustainability, um, that's close. Mr. Chairman, I'm just picking up on that point, that, yeah, that, that work has been commissioned. Yeah, when do we, hear, when do we see it? Well, we will, we will need to receive it all in time for us uh, to publish the plan, Chairman. I don't know the exact dates that were set. So, and the health impact assessment, again, obviously that's ongoing work, but presumably that's commissioned as well? Yes, it is, Chairman. So... Um, your person that went off sick this afternoon then, so we just need to understand when um, these are going to fit in. And my very strong advice, uh, without being threatening to officers, is I wouldn't come to a meeting with something on a plan that you haven't covered again, because you know what you're going to get. But I don't think, uh, Councillor Parry, that... I hear what you're saying. I don't, I don't think this throws, this throws it, because I think the, the work's in hand, it fits in. But I take your point that if it's promised on the 12th of September, um, or week commencing the 12th, um, then you would expect to see it. Yeah, point taken. And I look forward to a, an updated one showing us when we will get them. Yeah. Okay. Any other comments? Any other business Meeting. Councillor Barker. Chairman, I'm not sure. Um, we did have a duty to cooperate meeting last night with Epping Forest, um, Harlow and East Hearts, and we also had a further duty to cooperate meeting today with East Hearts, and I wondered if Mr Fox just wanted to give the committee the highlights. Yeah, yes, happy to do that. Um, thank you for raising that, Councillor Barker, actually. The, um, excuse me, the co-op board met yesterday evening uh, to consider three draft memoranda of understanding. Uh, it was agreed between the various authorities that two of those relating to uh, air quality in Epping Forest and critically the transportation memorandum of understanding could be signed. The memorandum of understanding on the housing distribution was deferred because Excuse me again. Uh, there were some issues around the locations of some of the uh, proposed extensions to Harlow, but Harlow will be working on that, Chairman, and we hope to get resolution in time for when we submit submit the plan, which is the key time. Um, uh, excuse me again. At uh, East Hearts this afternoon, uh, we had a general uh, catch-up about where we were with each other's plans, and ha uh, East Hearts have asked us specifically to look at a couple of sites on the edge of Bishop Stortford, uh, potentially one for an allocation of employment land, which is in the green belt, which we're going to have to look quite carefully at, obviously. And the second... Um, is potentially for sports pitches, uh, which is clearly less problematic. As far as the sports pitches are concerned, rather than allocate anything in our plan, Councillor Barker and I uh, gave um, East Hearts the assurance that we'd probably write them a comfort letter, essentially saying that if the school wanted to expand uh, their sports pitches into Ottlesford, into our Greenbelt, provided the uh, facilities were, were essentially open and, and met the criteria of the Greenbelt, that that wouldn't be a problem. Um, 
well, I will need to look again at the Greenbelt report um, to see um, whether there's any possibility at all that we could consider releasing any Greenbelt for employment related to Bishop Stortford and, and bring, bring that back, Chairman. So, so that's a quick update of where we are on uh, duty to cooperate, unless Councillor Barker has anything to add. Uh, yeah, we certainly will have to bring anything that touches our green belt because we went through that process quite clearly and there's a big difference between a sports pitch and employment land. Uh, so we'll have to very much consider that carefully. Um, so basically what you're saying is three out of the four are happy. Um, and Harlow, who, who, who have ambitious plans. In fact, uh, uh, um, on Monday, it was the annual meeting of the London Stansted Cambridge Consortium and um, Harlow were featured quite a lot because, as you know, there's a huge amount going on there. It's the new headquarters of Public Health England. Uh, they're an enterprise zone, and they're also uh, building their own, uh, they call it a science park, but um, you, can, you, know, you appreciate what they're doing there. So it's all very exciting, um, and, uh, but obviously the definition of Harlow in terms of geography is fairly tight, so they have to work in partnership with um, East Hearts, uh, who are being very supportive, I know. Um, okay, well, we'll, we'll, we'll consider those uh, other items in due course. Um, I'll end on a positive note, um, and you can treat this with a sceptic. I beg your pardon. Councillor Lachlan. No, I'll, I'll no. finish what, you know, as well, I finish. Okay. Well, I'd like to go back to the Green Belt because this council has always protected its Green Belt. Yeah. It has always been sacrosanct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And once we start encroaching on that in one spot, there'll be pressure on us. It will set precedent for another. Yeah. Also, um, sorry, Mr. Fox, I haven't finished yet. Uh, you know, we do not want coalescence with Bishop Stortford. We had a very large planning application. We've had two, actually, at Benfield Green Stansted. One of them was 11 football pitches. Very laudable, but people forget that people have to travel to these things as well, putting pressure on our roads. And I hope that before we do uh, dis uh, think about encroaching on the green belt, we think about these things as well. And what the people of Uttlesford may want or like, duty to cooperate or not, I think they are our first duty. I'm sorry. Can I, can, I, can I just come back? And uh, um, Councillor, sorry, I, I wasn't intending to interrupt you. I was just going to, I was just going to put my, my light on ready in response. <laughs> no, no, and, and Councillor Barker will confirm that I did say at that meeting that our Greenbelt study said that that parcel of land did perform well against the Greenbelt functions. So there would have to be exceptional circumstances for us to consider releasing it. So, so, so rest assured, we didn't give them any, any amber flashing light or anything like that at, at the meeting. Yeah, can I add, I mean, we, we are required to have duty to cooperate meetings. Um, it doesn't mean duty to agree. It means duty to cooperate. So, you know, we have had a discussion. They have asked the questions, and the officers will consider it um, very carefully. The one um, the proposal for um, sports fields, whatever, would actually be a community asset. It would be open to the community, which is a, a positive even though it would be in Uttlesford rather than Bishop Stortford. But, you know, if we were to release land, we made it quite clear that it would be level land only. It would not, there would not be any buildings on it or, or anything else. So if, if we did sort of come down in favour of that, it would be flat land, but it would be a community available facility in the south of the district, which is, you know, we don't have that much down there. Well, we'll have to see. What I was going to say was the... Um, uh, I don't think he was the leader of uh, Hertfordshire County Council, but he was certainly a senior cabinet member, um, described uh, the way that the four districts of Harlow, East Hearts, Epping and Uttlesford were working uh, together as an exemplar. Now, the cynics amongst you <laughs> may find that amusing, but that's what he said at the London Stansted Cambridge Consortium annual conference attended by about 350 people. So it was nice to hear. On that happy note, meeting closed. Thank you.